In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Tell me if you agree with this statement. If I seek the forgiveness of sins, I do not run to the cross, for I will not find forgiveness given there. Is this statement the biblical truth, or is it heresy? Let me say it again. If I seek the forgiveness of sins, I do not run to the cross, for I will not find forgiveness given there. I'd like you to ponder this question and these words for a minute. We'll come back to them, but I'll give you a hint. This was written by a man denounced as a heretic and excommunicated from the Roman Catholic Church. Since I've left you hanging with one question, I might as well ask another. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? This is the haunting question posed by the old Negro spiritual, and you could answer it on several levels. You might say, of course not. That happened 2,000 years ago, and it's true. But then again, you might also say, yes, I was there in a way. It was my sins that nailed Jesus to the cross. That also is true. St. Paul answers yes as well, but not perhaps for the reason one might think. Yes, you were there, he writes, because you are baptized. This is what we heard read in chapter 6 of Romans this morning. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Christians who say that baptism does nothing must be ignoring St. Paul and the rest of Scripture. Baptism washes away all sins, grants you entrance to the kingdom of heaven, certifies your adoption into the family of God, rescues from death and the devil, and bestows the Holy Spirit. But how does baptism do all these great things? St. Paul answers, by connecting you to the death of Christ. Here's how this works. Our Lord Jesus has all the forgiveness you need at his cross. He's got more than enough forgiveness for every sinner who has ever lived in the history of the world. But how do you get that forgiveness? Can you get on a jet plane and fly to Palestine and sign up for a tour of Mount Calvary? Will you find the cross there? No, you won't. It hasn't been in Palestine since Emperor Constantine's mother found the true cross and brought it back to Constantinople. Or did she? Many people go to Constantinople, or Istanbul as it's now called, hoping to see a piece, even a splinter, of the cross of Christ. Do they find forgiveness there? Perhaps what you need is a time machine. Then you could go back 2,000 years to the time of the crucifixion, stand under the cross with Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of Jesus, and the apostle John. Then would you find forgiveness? 
Ask the Roman soldiers and the Jewish leaders who were there. And time machines are in short supply. So what should we do? I'll tell you what many Christians do. Since they cannot attend the crucifixion in person to find forgiveness, they look for a feeling of forgiveness within their own hearts. And how does that work out? Not so well. It's an emotional roller coaster. Some days, on a scale of 1 to 10, your heart might feel a solid 8 on the forgiveness scale. But other days, it feels positively unforgiven. There's no comfort or assurance of forgiveness to be found within your heart. Emotions are fickle. Feelings lie. Indeed, the scriptures tell us that the human heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. If you look within for certainty of salvation, you will find only doubt and despair. So where can a Christian who struggles daily with sin turn for comfort? Is it even possible to be certain that God still loves you, that you are going to heaven, that your sins are forgiven? Or must you wait on pins and needles as the hour of your death approaches, hoping against hope that you will somehow be granted eternal life? Here's an incredibly sad but true fact. Lutherans are the only major group of Christians on earth who will say, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I am going to heaven. Roman Catholics can't say that. If they have committed a sin since their last confession and then they die, they're fully expecting to go to purgatory. Baptists and Methodists and Pentecostals can't say that. They are trusting in a decision they made for Christ, in a promise they gave to God, or in an emotional experience they had once upon a time. But these things can never give certainty. If heaven depended on you keeping a promise, who could ever expect to be saved? So now let's return to the original statement in question. If I seek the forgiveness of sins, I do not run to the cross, for I will not find forgiveness there. Who was the excommunicated heretic that penned these words? Let me read the whole quote. We speak of the forgiveness of sins in two ways. First, how it is achieved and won. Second, how it is distributed and given to us. Christ has achieved forgiveness on the cross. This is true. But he has not distributed or given it on the cross. If now I seek the forgiveness of sins, I do not run to the cross, for I will not find it given there. I will find it instead in the sacrament through which the word distributes, presents, offers, and gives to me that forgiveness which was won on the cross. 
Therefore, it is rightly taught that whoever has a bad conscience from his sins should go to the sacrament and obtain comfort because of the word which in the sacrament offers and presents the body and blood of Christ given and shed for you. Martin Luther. So many Christians are desperately trying to establish a connection with Christ, searching for the assurance of forgiveness, hoping to find comfort because of their sins. But they are looking in the wrong places. Martin Luther, drawing from the teachings of St. Paul in the Holy Scriptures, tells us where to look. I do not run to the cross to find forgiveness. In truth, I do not run at all. Salvation doesn't happen when we go out and find God. Salvation happens when God comes and finds us. So where do we find the forgiveness of sins? Where Christ has promised to give it. And where and how is that? St. Paul tells us, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? The answer to Paul's question for many Christians is no. They don't know what happened when they were baptized, but that doesn't change the outcome. Whether you knew it or not at the time, all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. That's a historical fact. But what does it mean? It means that because you were joined to Christ in his death, you also are joined to everything he accomplished in his death. The forgiveness that Jesus purchased on his cross is distributed to you through baptism because it joins you to that cross. You don't need to go looking for forgiveness. You already have it. And there's more. By being connected to Christ in his death, you are also united to him in his resurrection. By virtue of your baptism, eternal life in heaven is a guarantee backed up by the currency of Jesus' blood. And just in case your doubting heart is still not fully convinced, our Lord bids you to his table to receive his promise yet again. Take, eat, this is my body broken for you. Take, Drink, this is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of all your sins. There's no need to go out looking for the cross in order to find forgiveness. You don't need to go looking to find Jesus. He already went looking for you and he found you. Through holy baptism, he delivers to you what he purchased on his cross. Through holy communion, he places into your mouth the forgiveness of sins, life, 
and salvation. This is his promise to you, and his word gives us absolute certainty. In the name of Jesus, amen.